Well, hello everybody. A very warm welcome to Kingsgate. Uh, I hope that you are well and I hope that you are looking forward to Christmas. You know, we as a family have been thinking that given the difficult circumstances we all find ourselves in uh, this year, that we're more determined than ever to make the most out of Christmas. And one of the ways I've been doing that is to try and get into things nice and early. So I've been listening to Christmas carols since uh, November. We got our uh, Christmas tree up nice and early. And another thing I've done, I've watched one of my uh, favourite bits of Christmas television already. Uh, for me, it's a, 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 um, a Christmas special of the much-loved British sitcom Only Fools and Horses that went out when I was a, a teenager. Uh, if you don't know the sitcom Only Fools and Horses, it follows the travails of the um, hapless Trotter brothers, Del Boy and Rodney, uh, follows their many schemes, essentially just trying to get rich. Schemes which never really seem to work out. There's a just constant uh, failure and lack of success, but it never seems to dampen Del Boy's infectious optimism embodied in his little refrain, this time next year, Rodney, will be millionaires. Well, that lack of success is all turned around in this particular 1996 Christmas special. It was a trilogy, and in the third episode of the trilogy, Del Boy's in his garage speaking with his father-in-law, who is an antiques dealer. And while they're chatting away, his father-in-law spots something. It is a, a little pocket watch, a maritime watch, which turns out to be a missing watch that was made by the famous watchmaker, uh, John Harrison. And actually, this turns out to be a priceless antique, which they then go on to sell at Sotheby's in a hilarious scene. If you've seen the episode, you'll know about it, uh, for £6.2 million and completely change their lives. The funny thing is, is we find out in the episode that actually that watch was given to them. That is, it was a gift given to them around 15 years before. In other words, the entire time that the show had been on air, the entire time that the British public had watched the Trotter brothers struggle and scrimp and, and uh, scrape by, that entire time, that precious life-changing gift was within their grasp. But they never once reached out to take it. They never truly received the gift. Why? Because they didn't understand its true value. And it's not just a great uh, piece of Christmas television. In my view, it's actually something of a picture of Christmas itself. See, Christmas is the celebration of the greatest gift of all. Isaiah 9.6 tells us this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The Son of God coming to us as a gift. He is given to us. And yet many people go through their whole lives with that precious gift just in reach. And at no time is that more obvious, more clear than at Christmas when we have a whole season dedicated to celebrating this gift being given. And yet they never actually reach out to receive that gift. Why? Well, because they don't realise the true value. It was just the same for me until I was 25 years old when I first realised who Jesus was, received the gift of Jesus into my life and had my life transformed. I still remember that first Christmas when I truly realised who he was and what it was all about. And I thought back over all those Christmases, not truly getting just what a life-changing, precious gift Jesus the Son of God was. Now, what did that take? It, it took me realising its true value. Now, for Del Boy, that took an informed individual, the antiques dealer, telling him what this gift was really worth. 
Well, we have an informed individual to reveal to us what the gift of the Son of God is truly worth to us today. It is that prophet Isaiah. Isaiah tells us the true value of the gift of the Son of God. And he does it in a very particular way. He gives the Son of God uh, four particular names, three of which we will have a look at this week and one we will have a look at next week. It continues like this in Isaiah 9.6. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Or as I've uh, paraphrased or, or called it in this message, The Son of God, he is wise, that's a wonderful counsellor. He is powerful, mighty God. He is loving, everlasting Father. So let's take a look then at just how valuable the Son of God is that we might appreciate his true value this Christmas. So number one, he is wise. So Isaiah 9.6 says he will be called wonderful counsellor. A counsellor at the time that Isaiah was writing was somebody who would uh, give advice, share their wisdom with the king. Well, in Jesus Christ and the Son of God given to us, the child born to us, we all have a wonderful counsellor. We all have one who can share his wisdom with us. And the word wonderful there isn't just any other superlative. You can't just replace it like with the word fantastic or anything like that. No, wonderful is almost like a technical category in the scriptures. A wonder is an amazing act performed by God himself. In other words, this wisdom that we can receive in the Son of God is not just fantastic wisdom. It is wisdom from God himself. It's wisdom beyond mere human capabilities. And it's a wisdom that is available to all who receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, this was the same for me. At the age of 25, when I received Jesus and I began to live by his way, by his wisdom and not my own, my life just got all the better. Didn't mean there weren't difficult times, but I was able to handle them so much better. And if you're not a Christian, if you want to receive Jesus, there'll be an opportunity for you to do that today and you will come to receive his wisdom in your life. But it must be said that I don't always live in the good of Jesus's wisdom. If I'm honest, sometimes I live just according to my own ways and kind of leave Jesus out of it. And I think if we're honest, most of us are probably the same some of the time. But it got me thinking in preparing for this message, well, actually, if I'm doing that, I'm not truly valuing his wisdom and therefore I'm not truly realising his value in my life. So I was thinking, how can we make sure we live, uh, receive his wisdom and live in the good of it? A couple of years ago, I was tidying up in my house at home and I'd had something of a head cold the night uh, before. And so I uh, had this bas- waste paper basket full of tissues and I didn't like this kind of thing hanging around. So I grabbed this and I thought I'll get rid of these. So I took it into the upstairs bathroom and got ready to pour it down the toilet. As I did, I heard a little voice of wisdom in my head. Uh, It was actually not the voice of the Lord on this occasion, nor was it my conscience. Actually, it was the voice of my wife, Becky. And the voice said this, don't pour those down the toilet. It will block the toilet. Now, Becky wasn't actually there with me. But the thing is, I know Becky so well. I have talked to her on so many occasions. I've spent so long with her and building our relationship that basically I know what she will say in most situations. If you like, I know her voice. And it's the same with Jesus. 
when you come to know Jesus, the more, the closer you get to him, the more you build the relationship, you more, the more you um, read his word, the more you come to recognize his voice and know what his wisdom will be in various different situations. So if we're to live in the good of his wisdom, if we're really truly going to receive his wisdom, we need to build that relationship that we might know his voice. As Jesus said in John chapter 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. In other words, those who follow me, who have that relationship with me, will hear my voice. But truth be told, it's not always quite as straightforward as that. And perhaps in these, you know, COVID and restrictions and lockdown and tier times and so on, uh, there are such strange situations that it's not always so easy to see what the Lord's wisdom might be. You know, it's not always the case that you get that little voice coming to you because you have built the relationship and so on. You know, back to the illustration. What would happen if, just as I was about to pour those tissues down the toilet, I didn't hear that little voice in my head? Well, it's no problem. What I could do is I could just pop downstairs before I considered doing it, and I could simply ask Becky, you know, darling, what do you think of this idea I've had for getting rid of these tissues? And again, it's the same with the Lord. If we don't hear his voice, we can simply ask him and then receive his wisdom that way. We can ask him and he will tell us. But for some reason, a lot of the time, we're kind of reticent to do this. Sometimes it might just be we don't think about it. Other times it might be pride. Other times it might be we even sort of think it's somehow kind of inappropriate to ask God, like we're putting him out or something. We're not the only ones that feel like that. Actually, Isaiah at this particular time is prophesying under the reign of King Ahaz. And there is a particular time in this wider context where King Ahaz is very much in need of the wisdom of the Lord. He is in fear of attacks from the nations in the north. And this is what we read in Isaiah chapter 7 and verses 10 to 12. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. So in other words, in all situations, ask for my wisdom. But this is what we read in verse 12. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. I think that sums up how a lot of us can be. We won't ask God for help, even though he's imploring us to do so. We won't ask for his wisdom. I can be like that sometimes, just go about doing things my own way. But if we really want to value him and value his wisdom, let's take the trouble to ask him. Let's ask in each situation, whether it be a difficult one, whether it's in a good situation or a bad situation, let's ask for God's wisdom into our life. He actually wants, you see how he's imploring Ahaz there. He actually wants to share his wisdom with us. James chapter 1 and verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all who find to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So we don't need to hold back. We don't want to feel like we're putting God out. We should ask for his wisdom if we truly want to live according to it. So is it as simple as that then? We either hear the voice or we go and ask for his wisdom, uh, and then, you know, that, that's it. Well, not quite. Actually, when I went to pour those tissues down the toilet, yes, I heard one voice in my head uh, saying, don't pour those down the toilet, you'll block the toilet. But I also heard another little voice in my head. That voice was my own. And it said this, <laughs> excuse me, I think I know what I'm doing. And I went ahead and I poured them down the toilet. I pressed flush and there are no prizes for guessing what happened. Uh, the toilet did indeed get blocked. It wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, it just took 24 hours and a trip to Wix and it was all sorted out. 
but often that can be what happens. When we ignore the voice of wisdom when we receive it, it often leads to a lot of trouble for us. And again, it was the same for Ahaz. Instead of seeking the Lord and living by the Lord's wisdom, instead he got into an unholy alliance with another nation to try and hold off the attack from the north. And actually that led to all sorts of trouble down the line. So what we really want to do is not just hear the wisdom, but once we've heard the wisdom, listen to that voice, we actually want to obey and live according to God's wisdom and not ours. If we're to truly value him. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I think in these difficult times, probably more than ever, everybody needs that wisdom from Jesus. Well, in him, we have a wonderful counsellor. In that gift of the Son of God, every single one of us has a wonderful counsellor, has the benefit of his wisdom. So let's truly value it this Christmas. Secondly, number one, he is wise. Number two, he is powerful. Second name Isaiah gives, we read in Isaiah 9.6, he will be called Mighty God. And it's at this point that actually some people can get a little bit uncomfortable. You know, we might have been okay with the idea that Jesus was a wonderful counsellor, able to share wisdom, you know, another wise teacher, just to be put alongside other wise teachers throughout history. People might be quite comfortable with that, but it starts to get a little bit more dangerous when we look at this second name, when Isaiah says he is mighty God. In other words, what he's saying here is not just that Jesus is a wise teacher who gives us wisdom to live by, but is actually God himself. The son of God is God the son who gives us power with which we can live out that wisdom in our lives. It is a staggering difference. You know, again, at the age of 25, when God came into my life, when I met Jesus for the first time, it wasn't just that all of a sudden I had this new religion to practice, if you like, these wise words to follow. No, more than that, I had a new power in my life, power to forgive me, to take away my guilt and my shame, power to transform my life, power to heal me, to restore my dignity and power to help me live according to his ways. And if you don't know Jesus, again, there'll be an opportunity at the end. You can come to know him to receive the gift and receive that power into your life. Do you know, I think this is one of the most amazing miracles of all of them throughout the scriptures. The fact that God the Son himself stepped out of heaven and came down to live as this uh, baby Jesus and grow up to be uh, the Jesus that we read about in the scriptures. That that little baby was God himself. I told you last time that uh, my wife Becky and I are expecting our third child. What I know now that I didn't know then is that that third child will be another boy. So three little boys, that'll be easy. Um, and when I contemplate the birth of our next child, who at the moment is about the size of a banana in, in Becky's womb, and I think about the birth of little Bruno Fernandez Webster, still a bit of negotiation uh, going on with the names, uh, it just gives me a real kick. I just find it a wonderful thing to just sit back and contemplate the, the sheer potential of that tiny little baby in Becky's womb. And it makes me think all the more with Christmas in view, what was it like for that tiny slip of a girl, Mary, some 2,000 years ago to hold that little baby Jesus in her arms and truly contemplate the potential and the power that was in that little baby. And we're going to contemplate that by uh, watching now a very beautiful and much-loved little uh, Christmas song that asks that very question. 
You know, what was it like, Mary, to hold that baby and contemplate all the things, that, all the potential and all the power that would come from that tiny little baby that you hold? And we do it by way of asking the question, Mary, did you know? So please watch this. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels Isn't that a lovely song? And when you think about that amazing power, power to heal, power to transform lives, to make the blind see, to make the deaf hear. Now, I think in these circumstances we find ourselves in, we need the power of God as much as we've ever needed it right now. So if we're going to truly value him this Christmas, let's call upon his power. So he is wise, he is powerful. Thirdly, so the third and final point he is loving. And the third name then, he will be called Everlasting Father. So this new Messiah, this king born to Mary then, if he was wise and powerful, 
but was malevolent, you know, disliked his people, hated his people, it wouldn't really be very good news. That's why it's so important that Isaiah gives us this third title, this third name for the baby. It is Everlasting Father. The importance of this is massive because it, it basically describes the value and the nature of the love that God through Jesus has for us. It is the love that a father should have for their child. And notice I say that, that a father should have for their child. I say it deliberately because I'm conscious that there are some of you who may not have the best relationship with your father. It may be that your relationship with your father was distant or was difficult or maybe even worse. But what I want to make clear here is in Jesus, in this gift given to us, what you have is the love of the father that you never had that everlasting love of what a father's love should be for their child. Or maybe you had a great relationship with your father, but that your father has passed away, that your father has died, maybe even recently. And maybe you're no more keenly aware of that loss of fatherly love than at Christmas time. Well, I hope during this time that you will draw upon the love of the Son of God for you that everlasting fatherly love that is poured on you right now to comfort you in that morning and in those difficult times. You know, I think one of the most important things we can ever know throughout our life is that we are loved. And because this is everlasting love, we can know right from the off that because of this gift, there is always somebody, the most important somebody there is, who looks upon us with that everlasting love. So he is wise, he is powerful, he is loving. What an incredible gift. And I want to say a couple of things. First of all, if you are a Christian, that is, if you are somebody that has already accepted and already received this gift, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you get somebody a gift for Christmas and then come February or March, suddenly occurs to you that you've never really seen them use it. You know, you never seen them wear the jumper you got them or the toy they never play with or, or whatever. It's not a very nice feeling, is it? You think I went to great lengths to that. I was excited to give them that gift and yet they're not using it. They're not truly valuing it. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I don't want God to feel like that about me. Having gone to all those lengths to send his only son, Jesus, to it, I want to make sure that he knows that I value the Lord Jesus. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas, with all the excess that goes on through Christmas, just to cut through all that and make sure we're truly valuing he that is wise, that is powerful, that is loving this Christmas. So let's do that first of all. Let's truly value him. Let's worship him and remember what Christmas is truly about, that great gift. But secondly, and this flows out of the first, if we're truly going to value him, then we want to share the gift we've received with others. You know, I first became a Christian. I first got invited to Kingsgate by a friend who invited me along to a celebration service, much like the celebration service that we're going to have next week. I came along, I realised the true value of Jesus and my life was transformed and changed forever. And actually, if we're really going to value Jesus, we want to be in that position that my friend was in. We want to reach out to others, we want to invite them along so that they can come and get to know this wonderful gift. Get to know what Christmas is truly about. Get to know a saviour who is wise, who is powerful, who is loving. And we'll also look at the fourth name that Isaiah gives, that he is the Prince of Peace. 
And not only in these difficult circumstances do we need wisdom, do we need power, do we need love, but when there is a, a well-being crisis in our nation and across the world, I really think we need the Prince of Police, uh, Prince of Police, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, the Prince of Well-being to come to us. And we have that opportunity to get those work colleagues, friends, family members, loved ones who don't know the Lord yet, who haven't yet received the gift, to watch the, that message and come along and get to know him for the first time. You know, people will come to church at Christmas time and it's all the easier when they can now do it online from the comfort of their own homes so that they can come to know Jesus and appreciate that, that gift. And let's do all we can to get them invited to send those links out that many people will come to truly appreciate the gift. And the final thing I want to say is to those of you who are not Christians, those of you who have not received the gift, if you want to receive the gift of Jesus this Christmas, I want to give you that opportunity right now. I'm going to pray a prayer, and if you'll echo this prayer in your heart, then you can come to receive Jesus and live in the good of all I've been talking about today. So if you just want to pray along with me in your heart, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending us the gift of Jesus. Forgive me for anything that I've done wrong in my life, for anything that was not of you. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your presence. Give me your wisdom, your power, your love, and your peace. In your mighty name, amen. If you prayed along with me in that prayer, just follow the link on the screen. You can follow that to where it goes and you'll find some next steps that we'd love to help you with. But thank you so much for listening. It's been really great to be with you. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you, hopefully even face to face at some point in the future. Have a truly blessed Christmas. God bless.